church, all right? Man, I got nothing. It's like echo. You must not be used to being in church. Let's get to God's word. Last week, for the benefit of those who may not have been with us, uh, we have continued our journey through the gospel of John. Uh, We were at chapter 5, and we were talking about an odd question that Jesus asked a man who was uh, invalid for 38 years. Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? And uh, from that moment on in his conversation, it ended up where the Lord declared him healed. And he had told him to pick up his mat and to walk. And the man did that immediately. But as a result of that, the religious leaders saw the man walking with his mat. And it was the Sabbath day. And according to the Sabbath law, uh, the, the Hebrews were not allowed to work. And they considered carrying your mat work. So they asked the man who healed you. He did not know who had healed him. He didn't know the name of the Lord. Uh, But later on, Jesus found him in the temple and encouraged him not to sin anymore, which indicates to us that his uh, being an invalid for 30 years was a consequence of his sin, whatever that sin was. But as a result of all of that, because Jesus directed the man to pick up his mat, that created some conflict with the Jewish leaders. They began to persecute Jesus. Uh, and they began to question him and, and have discussion, if you know what I mean. Uh, and in the discussion that continued on and recorded in chapter 5, there is something that Jesus said that uh, caught my attention that I want to talk to you about this morning. Uh, so it's just one verse. Look at John chapter 5. And verse 25, Jesus said, I assure you that the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now. When the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen, everybody say listen, and those who listen will live. The time is here now. When the dead, now Jesus wasn't talking about uh, the physically dead. Uh, He was talking about those who are dead spiritually. Remember, we are all born sinful. We're, We're born with a sinful nature and separated from God as a result of that. And that separation from God, who is life, means we're born spiritually dead. So Jesus was talking a spiritual, that those who are born spiritually dead will hear the voice of the Lord. And then those who listen, those who obey, will live. See, the promise of life that Jesus gave is for those who listen to his voice. Now, life teaches us that there's a big difference between hearing and listening. There's a big difference between hearing and listening. By definition, listen, uh, hearing is this, comprehending but not responding as expected. Comprehending but not responding as expected. An example, as a parent, if you tell your child 
especially there in their teenage years, go and pick up your room. It's a mess. And the teen looks at you like they come from another dimension. They heard you, but they still didn't go to their room to pick up their stuff. In fact, an hour later, it's still a mess. See, they heard, but they didn't respond as you expected them to respond. That's hearing. Now, listening is comprehending, meaning I hear you and I respond accordingly. So, spiritually speaking, experiencing life is going to be determined by whether we are a hearer or a listener. You see, many of us hear, but are we also a listener? That's what we're going to talk about here today. Now, let's look at what we're talking about and break it down into twofold. I want to break it down uh, between hearing and listening, or hearer or listener. The first one I want to talk about is our relationship horizontally, if you will, uh, with one another. James says, uh, chapter 1, verse 19 says, understand this. My dear brothers and sisters, you must, come on, say that with me, you must, one more time, you must all be quick to what? Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So now, notice this is the exhortation, this command, if you will, that in our relationships with one another, the Bible is teaching us that we must. It's not an option. We must. If we want to honor God, if we want to live a righteous life, we must be a people that are quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. How many are married this morning? Let me see your hand. Okay, you can put them down. How many aspire to be married? Let me see your hand. Okay, you two guys can hook up at the end of the service. I missed you guys. Those of us that are married will attest to this truth. That so many disagreements happen because we hear, but we don't listen. And let me lay this on especially, especially husbands. Come on, husbands. Don't abandon me now. Wives, can I get amen? amen? You know your man, he listens, excuse me, he hears, but he doesn't listen. And that's because wives have a problem. You thought I was going to abandon you. You see, your husbands, you gave up on me too easy. See, wives, they don't speak English. They speak this language that comes from another world. They will say one thing, but they mean something totally different. And it's your job to listen, meaning to understand, to get it the first time. And that takes practice. But for the most part, we know oftentimes 
what creates disagreements, not just in, within spouses, in family structures, in church, is we are good at hearing people, but we're not so good at listening. In fact, most of the time, when somebody is talking, you can always tell when you're going to go into a big problem because they are already responding before you're finished, which means they're not listening. They have already formulated their response without really allowing you to complete what you want to say and really digesting what you have said so that they can respond accordingly. The Bible tells us this in Proverbs 15, 31. If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. If you listen, see, we... Are, we can hear constructive criticism. I can look at Leroy this morning and I can say, Leroy, here's what I think. I think you, you would do better at your haircutting salon if you give pastors a 50% discount. How many pastors say, see, I got one pastor, got a witness here. The, that's why God hasn't blessed you the way he wants to bless you. He can hear that but that doesn't mean he's going to listen. And there are times where, listen, criticism by its nature means you're hearing something that in the natural you don't want to hear. Come on, am I, am I the only one in this room? Right? As when we hear something that somebody is saying for our good, for our benefit, but now it's not what we really want to hear. And so now we've heard, but we're not listening. And then we suffer the consequences. Notice, if you want to be wise, you need to listen to the constructive criticism. The promise of life from the Lord is not to the hearer, but for the listener. Now, let's talk about our relationship with the Lord. When we look at our relationship with the Lord, without a doubt, our biggest problem, our biggest downfall, what causes the most spiritual problems in all of our lives is not the devil. The devil does not cause us problems. Demons don't cause us big problems. What causes us major problems in our life is that we hear, but we don't listen. We hear, but we don't listen. We know God's voice. Jesus in John chapter 10 talked about the fact, my sheep know my voice. Everybody in this room that has received Jesus Christ as the Savior, everyone on that's watching us over here, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, his spirit dwells within your heart, you know the voice of God. The issue is never whether you have heard God or not. The issue is whether you will listen to God. Or not. That's always going to be the issue with all of us. And historically, when we look in our Old Testament, the people of God then had a major problem with listening. In fact, listen to what Isaiah chapter 42, uh, verse 20 says. You see and recognize what is right, but you refuse to act on it. You hear with your ears, but you don't really listen. 
Notice what God is telling to his own people. God's not talking to unbelievers now. He's talking to his own people. You have ears, you hear, but you don't really listen. In Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 10, it says this. To whom can I give warning? Who will listen when I speak? Their ears are closed and they cannot hear. They scorn the word of the Lord. They don't want to listen at all. They don't want to listen at all. I can tell you, many years ago, when I read the book of Jeremiah, uh, as, a, as a young pastor, the one thing that struck out me in, in, the, in the very beginning, God told Jeremiah, I have called you to be a spokesperson for me. I called you to put my word in your mouth to declare it to the people. But God told him, but here's what I'm going to tell you. They are never going to listen to you. And I, and I read that so many years ago, and I said, God, I don't ever want to be a pastor that nobody listens to. What fun is that? What good is that? But think about it. That was Jeremiah's ministry. God told him right from the beginning, they're all going to hear you, but nobody's going to listen. And in truth, here's what happened. God used Jeremiah to bring the word of the Lord over and over and over again. And if you, when you go home, make a note of this. When you go home, read Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 3. There you will find that Jeremiah's ministry took 23 years. 23 years of Jeremiah communicating to God's people the word of the Lord. They all heard it, but for 23 years, they refused to listen. And ultimately, God came to the place where he judged them, and he brought, took them away into captivity. They suffered the consequence of being a hearer, but not a listener. Are you following me this morning? The difference, there's a huge difference between the two. Now, some might say, well, okay, that was then. What about today, or what about it even? Can you talk to me about the New Testament? Well, let's look at the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, again, in Luke chapter 6, Beginning in verse 46, this is the Lord speaking. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. When the floods uh, sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. So now, here's the Lord now talking and he's now identifying two categories of people. There are those that hear but don't obey. And then there are those who listen. And by listening mean they obey the Lord's teaching. And he said, the ones that obey my teaching, they are building their house on a very strong and solid foundation so that when the storm comes, it, they can withstand the storm. Did you notice that in both people, persons' lives, storms come? Storms comes in everybody's lives. 
But how do we weather the storm? How do we weather the pandemic? How do we weather the current situation that we are in where we, it's difficult to get around? It's difficult for job seeking and all these other things, things that are, are now more than ever before, people are suffering from depression and people are, are battling this and people are battling that. And there's the, there's the spirit of anger that is permeating this atmosphere and violence. How do we survive the storm? You only survive it one way. You got to be a listener and not a hearer. Because if you're just a hearer, it means that you're not putting into practice what God is telling you to do. And if you're not doing what God is telling you to do, you're building your house without a foundation. And sooner or later, a strong enough storm will come and down you go. And you, you'll always be able to attribute it back to that point where if I'd only had listened, if only I had listened, because when we listen, we begin to build a strong foundation. You see, a strong Christian life has to be, can only be built on being a listener and not just a hearer. Now, sometimes people would say, I get that, Pastor. I hear you. I don't want you to hear me. I want you to listen to me. You say, well, here's the response sometimes. we, But sometimes I just don't understand why God tells me to do certain things. And I want to understand. I love uh, the, the comment that Pastor Joey made uh, this past week, uh, that understanding is not a prerequisite for obedience. That's a great thought. Thank you, Pastor Joy, for that thought. Because see, so often the times we, we look at what God is speaking to us, and we all hear the voice of God, and if we comprehend it to the point where we say, that makes sense to me, then we move out in obedience. Then we become a listener. But the problem is, more often than not, God is indicating for us to do something that now, all of a sudden, we're in that point, well, I don't understand God. One of the things that often happens as a pastor, you've got counsel couples, uh, young couples maybe going out, and our responsibility is to be a guide for them spiritually to ensure that they're in the very center of God's will. And listen, just because you're emotionally attached to somebody doesn't mean that you're a match for them. It doesn't mean God's put you together. And there are times where as a pastor, you have to counsel somebody and say, you know what? I don't bear witness that this relationship should go forward. You need to end it. That's my counsel. Well, why? We love each other. Unfortunately, if love was enough to make a successful marriage, we wouldn't have a 50% divorce rate in this country. Everybody, everybody gets married because they love each other. I mean, for the most part, come on. But the emotional love wanes very fast, doesn't it? It gets to a point where you recognize if, if God has not connected you together you're going to have a world of trouble. And oftentimes, people disobey God simply because they don't understand what God wants. They want God to explain it further, to give them clarity. Or here's another way to put it. I want to see the end result. God is telling me to bless this person financially. 
I'm having a hard time making ends meet myself. How could that be God? How's that going to work out if I bless them? And now, uh, what about me then? See, the issue is not you. In the sense of, you're, you're more concerned with, is God going to take care of me? Well, God, if you tell me that if I bless that person, you're going to take care of me, then I'll obey. That's not obedience. You're trying to manipulate God. You're trying to strike a deal with God. How many know God doesn't strike deals with anybody? Remember, remember the Lord in the garden? And he prayed, God, if it's your will, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to have to go to Calvary. I don't want to have to die on the cross. But, he said, but not my will. Let your will be done, Father. And what did the Father respond? He sent an angel to strengthen the Lord. He said, go do what I called you to do. Obedience, my brothers and sisters, is so connected to becoming a leader, excuse me, a, a, a listener. You and I cannot just be a hearer because if we only hear God's word and never put it into practice what we're hearing, then we're not building a strong house. Corporately, as a church, God speaks a word to every church. And what God speaks here is different than what God speaks in another church. But when God does speak in the church through the leadership, through however God chooses to, to speak a word, then corporately we must decide, are we going to be a hearer or are we going to be listeners and obey? Yeah, but Pastor Bob, but how's that going to work out? I don't know. But, you know, here's the great news. When you obey God, it's not on you to work it out. There it is. When you obey God, then, then you are shifting it back onto God. Lord, I, I did what you want me to do. That's what you called me to do, God. I want to honor that word. I'm going to listen to you, God. And however it plays out after that is not on me anymore. It's on God because I walk in obedience to him. May God help us this morning to see something because, in fact, let me look at another exhortation from the Lord himself. In Luke chapter 8, verse 18, Luke says, the Lord speaking, so pay attention to how you hear. Those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. What an exhortation from the Lord. Pay attention. Pay attention. What does that mean to it? It means when God is speaking, you really need to, to uh, put everything else aside. You really need to uh, make sure that you don't get distracted. Focus on what God is saying to you. When you are at home and you're having your, your time alone with God and reading your Bible, when God speaks a word to you, pay attention because at that moment, you will make a decision. It will be a major decision. Am I going to be a hearer or am I going to be a listener? Am I going to be somebody that walks in obedience to the Lord or disobedience? No one, no one will ever be able to stand before God and say, I never heard. No one. We all hear. The question is, will we listen? 
Because what the Lord was saying here, there's a divine principle. The more we are hearers and not listeners, the duller our listening becomes. And all of a sudden, what is clear to others is totally lost on you. People in church sometimes question why others are sold out and serve so much and giving so much. They don't understand that. It's because somewhere in their journey, they, they, they stopped listening and just became hearers. And because they continued in that vein, like the Lord said, even what you think you know is going to be taken away from you. And all of a sudden, there's this cloud of darkness where you just don't understand the things of God anymore. And that's why, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, that's why a lot of people often walk away from serving the Lord. Because they don't understand any longer the, this divine principle that in order to build a strong house spiritually, in order to live as Jesus promised, you have to be a listener and not a hearer alone. We're, I'm going to have Pastor Jason. Pastor Jason, would you come and, uh, and give me just the drums? Pastor Jason, just drums, if you could help me out. Will you and I be a hearer or a listener? That's the question of the hour. That's the question that has been resonating in my spirit this whole week. Will we be a hearer or will we be a listener? I want to close by lo looking at the 81st Psalm, beginning in the, the 10th verse. For it was I, the Lord your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it with good things. How many say that? Right there, you need, if you can stop right there, that's great. God was the one who saved us, rescued us from Egypt. That's symbolic for our salvation, for the breaking the power of sin in my life. The promise of God is if you, if you open your mouth wide, if you open your heart to the Lord, he's going to fill it with good things. Verse 11, though, but no, my people wouldn't listen. Israel did not want me around. So I let them follow their own stubborn desires, living according to their own ideas. Oh, that my people would listen to me. Listen to the cry of God's heart. Oh, that my people would listen to me. Oh, that Israel would follow me walking in my path. How quickly I would then subdue their enemies. How soon my hands would be upon their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before them. They would be doomed forever. But I would feed you with the finest wheat. I would satisfy you with wild honey from the rock. What an incredible picture this painted there in, in this 81st Psalm by God. Where God wants to bless his children, but they don't want him around. You and I can get over on one another, but we can't get over on God. And by that I mean this. God knows what's going on in our life with regard to our relationship with him. 
We can't. We can't sugarcoat it. We can't get over. God truly knows whether you and I want him around. In other words, whether we really want this intimate relationship with God, the relationship that he craves to have with you and I. And when God doesn't see that, then God said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. You are not listening. You want to live your life your way. Isn't this a picture of what's going on today? We've got believers, those who have embraced Christ as their Savior, who have totally ignored the guidance of God's Word, the guidance of God's Spirit, and they're living their life the way they want to live, which is totally contrary to Scripture and what it means to be a disciple of God. Because notice, to be a listener, listen to what God is saying. Oh, that my people would listen to me in verse 13. If you could put that back on the screen, Kirby, that would be wonderful. Because I want you to see this. Oh, that Israel would follow me walking in my paths. In other words, what God is saying, here's what listening to me is all about. You're following me. As I go, you go. What I do, you do. See, you can't say, I'm a listener of the Lord and then follow and go your own path. What God is saying, this is what a listener does. When you listen to me, you will find yourself walking stride by stride along with me. You will be on my path, not your own path. And when you do that, I'll subdue your enemies. I will feed you with honey from a rock. Has anybody see, ever seen honey come out of a rock? But see, the rock in Scripture is Christ Jesus. And God is saying to us, if you will listen to me, follow my steps, walk in my paths, you will have such a sweet relationship with me that will truly satisfy your soul. Blessed be the wonderful name of the Lord. In great promises, but the promise are not for hearers. The promises are for listeners.